0: Headly, he's the king of piggies. Oink oink, he's our sponsor. We pull on his testicles. He supports the show. Headly. I wanna live with the cucumber girl. Oh my god. C-C-C-C-Cathy, could you be my Cucumber girl,
1: can I be a radish girl? <laughs>
0: like a radish for your for your enormous clitoris.
1: I don't. I you know the image that you just conjured for me, Boogie, is gonna haunt me for days. I, no, no vegetables near my girl parts.
0: Oh, that's right. We'll see, Kathy. It's been well. First off, I mean, how bad is traffic in Los Angeles that you get lost for three fucking months?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. Like,
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kathy. Like, do you not
1: have GPS?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you not have the ability to find your way back to zencaster
1: god i've been on the 405 this whole time i believe it anyone that
0: lives in los angeles it would be a completely plausible excuse for where the fuck you've been all these months let's just start a show the following show is for mature audiences only listener discretion is advised and because you are responsible for yourself there won't be another fucking warning one two three four going your sex life is quite lame Perverted Podcast Scared that your desires might be strange Podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play Perverted Podcast Wee. Hello and welcome to the new and improved and re-inspired perverted podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind.
1: Recording after much deliberation through ZenCaster, it appears all I have to do is be gone for three months and I forget how to run a computer. I'm Kathy. <laughs>
0: I am Count Boogie, and oh my goodness, people are probably confused right now because we have so many perverted podcast listeners that have become zombies, zams, and peepee echoes, which are certain increments of time that you listen to perverted podcasts. And they must all think they're listening to some past episode.
1: (laughs) Alas, though, they would be wrong.
0: (laughs) They would be wrong. We are here with our new format. Uh, the show is up on the fifteenth and thirtieth of every month now. Instead of every week, we're doing it twice a month. And yes, there is no better way to start off this new, exciting, quicker, tighter titty squeezing format than to uh, to have Kathy back.
1: Hi, Kathy. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't, I didn't sign up for any titty squeezing. I, I, I don't remember you telling me about the titty squeezing part. Kathy, are you
0: opposed? to titty squeezing
1: i no! i just like to know ahead of time consent boogie it's all about (laughs) consent
0: oh dear god i don't know what type of (laughs) wheat germ hippie crap you've been eating for the last three months but we have not changed on this show this show is about (laughs) harassment and the enjoyment and celebration of random titty squeezing
1: the 405 changes you, Boogie. Uh, you you go in one way and you come out a completely different person.
0: Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to experience that. Kathy, how the fuck have you been?
1: I have seen better days, but um, I am pulling myself out of it as you must. If you're going to continue living in, on this planet, you have to find a way through and And that's what I'm doing. I'm not going to lie. Traumatic experiences really take a huge chunk out of you. And you're never the same when you get to the other side. And you never know when it's coming. So I don't think I'm different from anybody else on this planet who has to experience traumatic (laughs) events. Uh, You do your best to get through it. And you hope that when you're done, your friends like you are still there waiting while you've been, you know, hiding in a corner somewhere.
0: Well... I will say that I am very excited to have you back. And and we discussed beforehand that um, we weren't going to get into any long drawn out explanations. Uh, I think the important thing is that everyone really was with you from all the letters that perverted podcast listeners sent in uh, concern, acceptance, support. A lot of people were sad that you had to step away for a while. But I think everyone, I think we did a good job, Kathy. I think as the mom and dad, we did a good job setting the kids up to understand that sometimes you have to self-advocate and take care of yourself. And I think our listeners really understood that.
1: Really, if the emails that I received of support are any indication, then that means we have fostered and created a culture of really caring individuals because they really... You know, if you guys, were, if anybody listening wrote to me, you have no idea what what those messages meant. They they really lifted my spirits a lot, so it it, it was great. I love I love the listeners, Boogie.
0: I love the listeners too. Glad to have you back. Glad to have your vagina back. That's really <laughs> the important thing. Our other fill in hosts have been so amazing. Everyone has stepped up. But everyone knows that that six and a half years of doing a show with you, my chemistry is well-established with you. So it's very good to have us back. Things have changed. We're going to do shorter segments, so there are still going to be, all the other hosts are still going to be bringing their magic from time to time and some more regular than others. So let's just uh, just get into the important thing, Kathy. Yes. And and that is the Walmart personnel that completely double-standard sexually harassed me At the checkout stand. What? Yes. And by the way, I was not offended.
1: (laughs) Of course not, because
0: you're you. In any way, it was actually the most magical Walmart experience I've ever had in my life, Kathy. Oh, my God. And I've had quite a few. Spend a lot of time in the wall every morning, do my little walking when it's cold.
1: There's no way you were sexually harassed at Walmart.
0: Well, let me tell you the story then, and you and the perverted podcast <laughs> listeners be the judge. Okay. And I think you're going to be surprised. So there's a lady <laughs> that works in the self-checkout, you know, they had, because, you know, you know we, we're the employees now. We pay for the food, and we have to check it out and weigh the vegetables and do all the things now, because that's, that's how, uh, you know, how it goes. But yeah, there's, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. But there's always somebody in charge of these 24 self-checkout things. And early in the morning, it's always this one lady who I thought kind of hated me. And she's our age. You know, it looks looks maybe late 40s, early 50s. But she has herself. done. She's a little, you know, she's got a big ass, you know, you know, she's she's definitely not in her 20s. Um, but she kind of and she always has a mask. So you don't really know what the whole face looks like. But she kind of does herself up kind of in that pin up 40s kind of thing. Mm-hmm. which is kind of pretty so you, you know every day i see her you know getting my food or whatever early in the morning so you know, have your little fantasies you know because she's got that big old ass and i'm like that's a spanking ass right there you know come here oh mama let me get a hold of that
1: so it sounds but, you know, like you're the one who was doing the sexual harassment
0: well in my mind for months but this was her turn this was <laughs> her moment so i get some stuff and i grab you know a of corn dogs you know, for breakfast because I'm a health nut. And, uh, you know, some veggies and tomatoes and a cucumber, and, you know, some stuff I'm going to eat during the day. And I go and I get my little thing and I nod at her, you know, and uh, I go in. And I'm not looking good, by the way. I'm looking about as homeless okay. as you can look with, you know, the ratty sweats and the hoodie and, you know, my face isn't shaved. I'm wearing a mask. So for- fortunately, it covers some of it. And something goes weird in the machine. I scan my cucumber and and it says, put it back, like call attendant mm. over my cucumber, you know? And so I'm mm-hmm. like, God damn it. You know, now I got the little red light goes on and then I wait and then she comes over and I feel like a fucking idiot because, you know, I failed being a cashier for free. So she comes over and I <laughs> hold up my cucumber because that's oh, how no. I do it. Oh, and no. uh, and I go it doesn't like my cucumber and she looks me in the eye she looks at the cucumber and she says well that is a pretty big cucumber
1: <laughs> I am not lying
0: and I'm like game on
1: i believe what you've got there boogie is flirting not sexual harassment whatever,
0: whatever man i don't care what you call it dude i've been so lonely but i had to hold my cool and so i just kind of shake it a little bit and i go thank you and she leans over and she presses some buttons and then just walks away i put the cucumber <laughs> in the band now i am alive i have now just woken up to that i am a pervert and i'm like whatever fine that was kind of cool that was an innuendo uh if i was if it was a dude that would be fireable offense but whatever so true she uh, she was pretty pretty brave she
1: was she was cool as a cucumber oh
0: Ah, oh god ah. Uh, you know the 405 Might need another It's looking trip. pretty good right now. <laughs> looking pretty good. Get back on the freeway. So I swear to God, I'm not lying. It gets better. Uh-uh. So now I scan you know, t- tomatoes and whatever. I go to scan one of the corn dogs. And then the corn dog says, not working, call cashier. Oh, not God. even lying. I'm like, this is the most golden opportunity I could have had in my life.
1: If I If I thought for a second that you were tech savvy, I would say you rigged that machine. Man. I was rigging the
0: No, but dude, the machine was my, my wingman person, machine thing. I don't care what you call it. That machine loved me that day. <laughs> so the little red light goes on. She looks back over and I go and starts to walk back over and I go, you're not going to believe this,
2: <laughs>
0: but it doesn't like my corn dog either. <laughs> and she looks, and her eyes get wide, and she just goes, well, maybe it just wants to make sure that you can finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at her, and I go, I always finish my job. Oh, my And she God. just smiles, and then she saw, and the cucumber is big, and I'm like, well, I don't want to brag. <laughs> and <laughs> this just starts going back and forth, and I am like... This kitty is in heat and risking her job to talk to a homeless man this way. I was so excited. And so she scans the thing and then just cool. She was cool. She not cool as a cucumber. Don't fucking say it. (laughs) And then walks away and does some other stuff and then kind of walks back. And I finish the last thing. And I have to act cool because I'm going to be in every day now knowing this is on. I'm going to start grabbing mops and, you know, like, just girl softball bats and every phallic thing I can possibly imagine. And so uh, but she kind of got close to me again. Not I'm not intentionally. She was doing something. And I just lean over before I grab my bag and I go. We understand this conversation never happened. And she just looks up and smiles, and I walk away. Cool.
1: Did you do the cool walk into the sunset? Totally, totally. And then I hit
0: the door with my fucking bag and set off the alarm, and people jumped on me. It was not sexy at all. It was not, not at all. I can't
1: believe you walked away from that flirting. Why didn't you seal the deal, man?
0: There's no, oh, Kathy, that's why you're alone, and I'm... <laughs>
1: Oh, have we hit upon the reason why I'm alone? Finally. Yeah, you
0: got to You got to just, I mean, because if you know, if you know she works there, right? So I have an unlimited amount of opportunities. You never rush a closed deal
1: not that's not true you do not have an unlimited amount of opportunities maybe today was her last day you maybe maybe know.
0: it was but you know what you got to take that risk to play the game right because if all of a sudden she sends a little flirt and then you're like can i have your number can i have your number please let me have sex with your leg
1: Boogie, did you just talk yourself out of the pussy
0: no i didn't i did not right. i play I, you're gonna tell me how
1: to play game you're the one who said that in the past you used to talk yourself out of the pussy.
0: Yeah, yeah, when I was fucking twenty-five. No, it there is a game plan. There is a game plan. That's true. Plan. You are
1: an old man now. I am an old man.
0: You, you slow <laughs> and steady. Slow and steady gets it going, so
1: slow and steady wins the race. You're an old turtle is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> pretty much. I wanna get a pretty I'll make a move the way I want And then we'll make a pretty mess dolly
2: Dolly, dolly, dolly Let's go inside to play Oh yeah
0: That was my grunge (laughs) dolly song
3: (laughs) I I love it
0: (laughs) So grunge I don't figure. I don't think, I don't you think made of this Dolly's.
3: This song as, for me, Bugs. I did, <laughs> yes, Sonny.
0: I did a song for your segment. I know you're excited about talking about Dolly's because you actually had fun this weekend. It was crazy. What did you do this weekend? I was very excited about this.
3: I was really excited. I had so much fun this weekend. Um, I was at Charmed, uh, which is a hypno-kink convention, and I participated virtually, but I actually got to um, do it in the same space as some close friends and one of my partners, and I got to do really fun stuff, like teach classes about dollification and do some sadistic bubble stuff, and I really got to do um, some play on my own in between um In between the classes, things like Kit Kats that gave orgasms, hypnotically, and all kinds of potato mayhem, really fun.
0: Wait, whoa, 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 what do you, what do you mean? (laughs) You mean Kit Kat, the little wafer candy bars for
3: orgasms? Yeah, like chocolate, because... You can create a suggestion with hypnosis that when you eat this Kit Kat, XYZ is going to happen. Your kitty's going to be spanked until you come, essentially, or whatever. Um, So there was some of that, and I got to be in a living art exhibit um, where I got to do my dolly thing, and my daddy posed my body, and we took suggestions from the people that were watching for what pose I should be in and that was really fun I got to be a little bit of an exhibitionist yeah it was just really awesome. Was it
0: like a room full of boogies or were there people that were trying to be respectful and be like oh make her sip tea.
3: I would say everybody was really respectful we got to make a card for our exhibit like a little thing that said what was um, an acceptable way to interact and I didn't have a single person violate the boundaries that I put on the card.
0: Well, then, it is a special time, ladies and gentlemen, to unleash the Sunny on the topic of dollification and doll play. Sunny, bring us your wisdom.
3: So... I really like all kinds of dolly play. I both like to be a doll when I'm playing with my daddy in particular and to play with other dolls when I'm in little space. So I'm actually a top even in little space and a little bit sadistic. So playing with dolls is really fun for me. I try not to break my toys sometimes, (laughs) um, yeah, that might earn me spanks. um, but people do doll play in lots of different ways and i find that it seems like people almost come up with their own doll identity whether it's a rag doll or a porcelain doll rubber doll creepy broken doll barbie uh, it's sort of like a personal identity and i have one i mostly do hypnosis dollification but i feel sort of like a plastic doll with bendable joints like one of those barbies that um that do like ballet, where you can sort of move their their joints and limbs a little bit, or more like an action figure, and so,
0: right? Yeah,
3: I don't know if I'm describing it clearly, but like a plastic doll with bendable joints. Well, let me
0: let me ask you a question, real quick. When you get into the idea of identity with your dolly, let me ask some dumb questions and and give me some give me some joy for it. Now, when you say you have a dolly identity, which you just described. Is this more the dolly that you feel you are or is it like the dolly you like are projecting yourself to be? It's
3: the dolly that I feel like when I'm in that head space, Um, just like you can be like in subspace or in little space. I feel like there's a doll space and when I'm in that space, I feel like it is me. And hypnosis has a lot to do with that in my case in particular.
0: So now you mentioned a whole bunch of dolly types, rubber doll and china doll. Can you give a little bit of a description of like what each one's kind of characteristic is? So maybe our listeners relate to a different type of dolly. And or they're curious about it, and so maybe if you could give a couple little descriptions,
3: yeah. And again, these are these other types are not my particular thing, but I have seen other people do them. Um, Rubber dolls are a really, really big one, and people often do like a full body rubber suit and really like the feeling of rubber um, and the way that you can modify your body using that type of rubber suit. Um, and padding underneath potentially. Rag dolls are pretty floppy. Porcelain very fragile. Um, but it, it really is very individual, so it's hard to get into the the headspace of one that I don't do personally.
0: Now let me ask you a question, uh, which also may sound weird because it's kind of like this in dominant submissive. Is it the same for dollies where it's kind of like top specific for you? Because you say that sometimes you top as a dolly. Um, but is it kind of motivated by the person that you want to play with what type of dolly you're going to be?
3: So I, I don't really top as a dolly. I sometimes top as a little that wants to play with a doll.
0: Oh, oh okay. Um, Sorry.
3: So just like you might play with, yeah, toys or a tea set or something. I like to play with human dollies in little space. Um, but generally, and Obviously, I can't speak for everyone, but speaking for myself, um, doll space is a very submissive space because it's generally involving total power exchange or things like the role play including or the hypnosis, including not being able to move on your own, Um, having the top do things like dress you, pose you, um, CNC stuff where you can't move or react and so the top can do sort of whatever they want to you. There can be an ownership dynamic. So at least for me and for um, many people who I know do this sort of play, it's definitely a a submissive type role.
0: Okay, that's very cool. So as people decide what types of things they gravitate for, then obviously you got to find a top that's into that type of dolly play. Like obviously if you're more into dolly barbie play uh, it's you're gonna have a harder time with a top that's into rubber dolly play
3: i'm not sure i mean i know that a lot of people who are the doll maker or the doll owner have a pretty clear idea about what type of dolly they would like to have and they really like to be involved in like the choosing of the clothes and the design that sort of thing um And other people sort of design their own doll persona and if it's not something that you're portraying with clothing, like say you're doing it hypnotically or it's part of a headspace, I could have a totally clear idea in my mind of what type of doll I am but that might not show outwardly so it, it might not matter as much as you would think. How do you
0: negotiate dolly play? Like what are the things you're going to look for?
3: So the things you're going to look for would be the same things that you would look for in any type of CNC or power exchange, Um, whether you're using some kind of bondage or um, just doing a role play or using hypnotic bondage. So for example, I, I really in that space when we use hypnosis feel like I cannot outwardly do anything. I can't speak, um, show any outward facial expressions, move of my own accord. It's a pretty complete power exchange. So you want to negotiate for things like what can be done to your body when you're in that space? You know, what are your limits? Um, what safe words are you going to use? I know that sounds like really basic stuff, but it's most, um, even more important when you're doing something where there's total power exchange involved.
0: Okay, I like that. So surely for safety, like if you if if you have some physical limitations, obviously you're going to want to talk about that, and you don't want your top bending your bad shoulder in a way that that is going to be uncomfortable for you um, or exacerbate some injury that you have. So you're going to want to definitely talk about whatever you can do and how you can do. And I guess that would also dictate. Maybe in some ways the type of doll that you can be, like if you have a lot of injuries or a lot of limitations physically, you know, maybe the the China doll where you're a little more stationary and not being flipped around like a rag doll or a Barbie might be a, a better way to go.
3: I definitely think that you could work in some kind of limitation in that like my limbs are very fragile. Um, if you really want to make it part of the role play, um, you could also just negotiate just like you would for a bondage scene. Hey, it's cool if you pose my body pretty much any way, except this way, because that's bad for my shoulder. Or um, one of the things to be aware of if you're going to do a lot of posing is how long can you hold a pose comfortably. Um, it's something that models do when they're being drawn, for example, or photography models, it can be really physically challenging. And I mean, I was really sore after the art exhibit and I actually um, safe worded um, in the beginning because we were sort of caught up with people watching us and my daddy left me in a pose for just a little bit longer than felt comfortable. And so for me, because it was hypnotic and I actually felt like I couldn't move on my own, my brain did its sort of automatic safe word, which is a, a total separate subject. But I came up and out of trance and said, hey, um, you know, it was basically a yellow let's just make sure we're moving me frequently. Don't just leave me in a pose for a long time. Even if somebody from the audience doesn't immediately give you a new one to put me in, just put me back in a neutral pose that's comfortable to hold or something like that. Um, so body mechanics is definitely something that can be a part of it. Um, and also if you're into exhibitionism and other people are going to watch, you know, you or if you want it to be photographed, you might want to negotiate those things. Like, Hey, it's okay if you photograph me in these poses, but don't include my face or where those pictures can be posted. That kind of thing. Right,
0: right. Now, let me ask a couple questions because I've done like Dolly and you and I, I I promised that we wouldn't go too deep into our debate of uh, robots versus dollies, <laughs> because I know you're pretty, pretty uh, purist on uh, that. There's a difference. Because when I did Dolly play, like I did Dolly play with Abyss a few times and she really loved, you know, you know, being told what to do, but there was instructions. So it would be like, there would be things where I would position her, but there would also be like things like, I want you to get up, walk to the closet and put on this outfit. And then she would do that. And so uh, I think I just thought that was Dolly play, but you're like, no, that's more of a robot. Yeah,
3: that looks a like bit a dolly. roboty.
0: <laughs> I see, and I don't know that there's a difference. And apparently, perverted podcast listeners, there's an entire community of robot people that war to the death with Dolly people.
3: No, <laughs>
0: and so <laughs> there's if a there's war a, to the death <laughs> that people are bleeding. Like right now, there's there's fucking Dolly people just literally face-punching robot people to death, saying, you don't get to give instructions to an inanimate doll. And they're like, fuck you. Don't cake-shame my dolly. (laughs) And that's (laughs) happening right now, apparently. (laughs) But there is uh, some difference. I
3: wouldn't say it was quite as dramatic (laughs) as that.
0: (laughs) No? Okay. (laughs) Because, you know, I thought it was dolly play.
3: I mean, I think, like I said, everything is personal. Do whatever the hell you want that feels good and that's fun for you and your partner. And if you want to be some kind of dolly robot hybrid, then go for it. That's fine. Um,
0: <laughs> if you want to be the fake dolly, no, then by all means, enjoy your lower no, level but dolly I play. Mean, I think
3: that part of it... <laughs> part of it, at least for me personally, is the the draw of that total complete power exchange and not being able to respond outwardly at all. Whereas a robot is very interactive. And so it's just a, a different kind of headspace or fantasy, at least for me. And I'm generally a top. And so... I almost have to have my control completely 100% taken away for me to find anything that resembles subspace. It doesn't happen easily for me. And so having somebody literally turn my brain like off or turn my control of my body off hypnotically is about what it takes, um, for me to be able to find something that resembles a, a subspace. Um, and it's not the kind of play that I, I would do casually ever. Um, I only have one um, relationship in my life where I have a a dynamic where that person is my top and that's where the the dolly space comes in. Um, But, you know, we do things like switch back and forth between human and doll mode. So whether you're doing that with hypnosis triggers or whether you're doing that with a, you know, when you put this thing on you know, you're in dolly space or like a, a keyword or something for a role play, you could certainly switch back and forth between dolly and human mode and have somebody safely get into a position like sit down on the floor or lay down on the bed. Um, my daddy actually physically lifts and moves me completely, and it, but I know that that's not always accessible. Um, so, you know, and we do check-ins by switching back and forth. So you can accomplish that like, hey, do this or put that on without sort of disturbing the dolly space by having that happen in human space.
0: Okay, fantastic. One one final question. Now then, this may not be your situation, but see if you can maybe give an opinion on that. In some ways, because we're talking about headspace in general, is there a part of that that can be kind of like furniture play because you're releasing... All responsibility and you have a single purpose I mean it's I mean in a sense it's kind of furniture play because both are technically inanimate objects or are you channeling some sort of part of you where the dolly is actually alive and you're like oh what is he going to do what are they going to do next you know or is it really just a letting go and becoming just this inanimate object
3: um so for me personally, and again, there's a lot of hypnosis involved in this, but I am still fully sensory aware. I can see and hear and feel everything. So I'll have orgasms, experience pain. Uh, I just cannot respond to it outwardly. And I've never done furniture play. But I think my understanding would be that it would be sort of like a headspace of complete turn off of your mind um, where you're completely... Objectified, and there's definitely a lot of overlap in that sort of dehumanization. It's something that's not natural, it's not human, it's not animal. Um, but in my particular case, I like to maintain sensory awareness of what is going on, and it's really fun for both of us to know that I can feel and experience everything. I just can't respond to it outwardly. Um, It's hard for me to comment on the furniture part because that's not something I've ever done. But I think that that is not traditionally a part of it. Maybe, you know.
0: Well, I mean, I've done quite a bit of furniture play and I have fucked my table. I have fucked fingered and done all sorts of things to my table. And the table did come. You know, it wasn't like one of them crappy Ikea tables. This was a fucking table. This is the high dollar table. So, um... So I think in a sense what you're describing is definitely more than furniture play because there's so much more mental awareness where a lot of times furniture play and that objectification really is kind of about letting go and that you have a single purpose, and that is to support your tops, either meal or feet or, you know, ashtray, depending on whatever type of play you're doing. Whereas the dolly sounds like you're just immobile but you're, you're still present.
3: At least when I play, I'm still present in my mind, but I think that sometimes other people do want to be completely objectified and turn their mind off like furniture. So I think it really depends on the person. There could be um, some pretty heavy overlap there, and there's definitely an objectification to it and a, an ownership. Um, you know, this is my, my thing that I can do with what I want.
0: Amazing and wonderful and titillating, Sunny. We all are now going to become dolls and doll owners and live the dolly dream because of you.
3: Yay. (laughs) It's fun to try out. (laughs) I think. I'm biased, though.
0: Amazing. Wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Sunny.
3: Yay. Does pussy taste like
2: topic
0: now. So seeing as we have Kathy back, I know this is something that you have enjoyed and get a really good headspace from. And that is slave slash power exchange positions to achieve headspace. Now, of course, we can't do animations and visuals on perverted podcast, <laughs> there's thousands of them online. If you type in slave positions, but we were going to talk a little bit about our headspaces around slave positions.
1: You know what slave positions and slave positions and tasks? I'm going to say because it's not just about holding a position. Is second only to the connection you can have with someone and getting you in that headspace and. In my opinion, nothing, nothing beats having that connection where the two of you are just on the same page. You know each other well enough that trust has been created. That, that goes a long way toward putting me in, a, in the proper headspace. But second to that is slave positions. There, I read so many articles on uh, the Reddit groups and, and on FetLife of, of people saying, you know, I want to be a dom. I feel like I'm a dom, but I, I just don't know how to get started and how to access that part of me the answer, as far as I'm concerned, is always going to be try the slave positions because nothing will get you in that headspace quicker. And I'm not talking about just some, you know, guy whose dick gets hard when a cute pretty girl is kneeling in front of them with her head bowed and then she shyly looks up at them. That's great, of course, but that's only <laughs> sexual gratification you're talking
0: about. <laughs> yeah. Dear hustler. Dear
2: porn
1: hub. <laughs> I'm t- but if you're trying to get into the... the, the DS, whatever side of the slash you're on, the positions that that you choose for your submissive or that your dominant chooses for you, oh my God, there's just, there is nothing like it. But I will say this, they have to be positions that the two of you get off on. Yeah. There are certain things that just don't do me any good. And again, I will revert back to the Reddit posts and the FetLife posts that I A read when from a submissive's point of view my dominant makes me do this and this and this and I really enjoy that it makes them feel good that because part of being a submissive is that you want to please your dominant but then the submissive is left cold with everything else because it's not really doing anything for them and 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 I'm going to use this phrase even though you and I don't normally use it that often but a true dominant (laughs) is going to know that you need to make sure your submissive or your slave is getting into that headspace also. It ain't just about you. You guys need to discuss things. For example, I went to a convention quite a few years ago in which a couple was doing a lecture on the way that they do slave positions and th- these people were very militant about it because that's what did it for them. It was all about position number one, position number two. Now you're at parade rest and on and on. And it was fascinating to watch and it was clear that these two were on the same page and they were just having a grand time. Those kind of things would leave me cold. They would do absolutely nothing for me. So although sure. I could get off knowing that my dominant was, uh, y- you know, deriving a-, a significant amount of pleasure from it. It would only be half done, and I would—I I don't think that dominance when they're first starting out really realize how important it is that your submissive be just as much in the headspace as you are.
0: I completely agree with that, and uh, once again, great to see you hit the ground running on that one. <laughs> you're like, I, you're all oh, this is something I know a lot about. Um, for those that don't, for those that are new. You know, Kathy's excitement is because that headspace can be so powerful, especially when you're just coming into a play scene or you're playing with somebody new. And you don't really know how to get there. Like maybe you're not even in a power exchange relationship, a 24-7 power exchange relationship. But you want to explore the idea of a power exchange about giving up that power. How do you get into that headspace? We have our normal lives. Some of us are students. Some of us have careers. You know, there's all of these things in the outside world that tell us, oh, you got to be in charge. You have to be independent. And then when you get into this scene where you want to actually let go, I'm speaking on the the bottom half uh, at this point. How do you take the world and move it away for that time? How do you get into that space to where you're going to give up that trust in that power exchange. And that's why some of these positions, because each one, and once again, once you go online and you look at the different positions, you'll see some of them are about access to your top. Some of them are about objectification. They're about humiliation. Or some of them are for beauty, to present yourself as beautiful or sexy for your top. And then, of course, that ownership and power exchange, uh, some of them are for inspection. I do a lot of inspection positions uh, before my play scenes. You know where you have the person stand with their legs uh, shoulder length apart, fingers interlaced behind the head, and they just stand kind of at attention, knees slightly bent. And then I will inspect them, and that brings them into a position to where they are something that belongs to me uh, from the top point of view when. My day is chaos, and I have to get into that place where I am in the headspace of taking that control, those positions, or even small protocols prior to the placing, like how um my bottom sometimes sets up my toys for me, or even just get the water, get the things that we need, have the blanket ready, uh those things when they start doing those things not only get them in the headspace but they get me in that headspace of accepting service of being ready to be given someone's power yeah
1: absolutely and
0: then of course and then of course the the inspection positions and things like that and then that really helps just lead me into that place where this person is now mine i mean a lot of it is of course the position when you put them on a cross if you're in a dungeon or you have uh, play equipment at your house or you tie them up um or the putting on how they i usually go this foot to that foot to that wrist to that wrist putting on the collars and cuffs uh there's so many things that you do that allow you to get into that headspace and it really does just push the rest of the world away
1: right Very very well put. Pushing the rest of the world away. If you've done your job right, that's exactly what it feels like.
0: Absolutely. So we wouldn't say true dominant, Kathy. We could just say- yeah, a, I would. We could just say a good dominant. I or... know. I
1: want to say true dominant.
0: Oh my God. A true
1: dominant can find a hundred ways of doing something. I'm not telling you you have to find the one way that I think is right. But if you're not paying t- attention to your s- submissive, you're not a fucking dominant at all.
0: Oh man, I miss that sass i miss that <laughs> fuck you in your face motherfucker
1: <laughs> Kathy i'm afraid down. you're going to be hearing a lot more of that if you keep me on the show because i'm i've been feeling very very ornery and very prickly lately not lately but for the past few months it's like don't don't fucking tread on me motherfucker
0: well i kind of you know the funny thing is is i forgot about that I forgot that one little thing. I mean, I've thought about it prior, but to go like, hey, Kathy has changed. And, you know, obviously going through all the things you're going through and building your strength or whatever. I haven't gone. I wonder how this is going to affect our interaction when she comes back to the show. I'm Uh all of a sudden now (laughs) terrified. I have just been filled with an enormous amount of fear and anxiety that I am glad we are not in the same room. I oh, i am going to wear a
1: jock strap and cup from, from <laughs> I, emotionally now. I, I won't wear your emotional jock strap. <laughs> <laughs> but I
0: am also excited for this because once again, this is the growth that we have and Not all play scenes and not all dynamics are the completely uber dominant dominant and the completely uh, water puddle doormat submissive. So once again, in, in getting that together, it's really about sitting together and talking with your dominance and submissives together and talking about how much that power exchange inspires you and where you want to go with it. Absolutely.
1: I have a, a short story about my Michelle. Do you want to hear it?
0: Uh, yeah, short, sure, sure.
1: Okay, we were playing a few years ago, and I was going to top her. And having I've seen her play as a bottom. I don't, I've never played. I had never really played with her, and so I decided to put her through the paces and and do the things that I wanted to do to see how she reacted. And one of the things I did was she was naked, uh, kneeling on all fours on a table which put her up at my level. And I had her really sit there and minutely get in the exact position I wanted her to. Her knees just as far apart as I wanted them. And I was doing it very quietly, but very methodically, going over her body and saying, and then your feet over here. Now arch your back with your stomach towards the ground and uh, hold your head up high. No, no, no. Higher, higher. And she looked so confused while I was doing this. Like she didn't understand, like she had never done anything like this before. And it, and then at one point I gave her one of my rods and I said open and I I basically had her, her hold my rod oh, in, in her, her between her that teeth. so yeah. hot. I love that. <laughs> and I, the position, just the, the look of her, the image of her in that tight position with her head held high, shoulders back while she's on her hands and knees holding this rod for me. And I made her, eye, I said, look straight ahead. To me, that totally does it. And she just looked adorable. She looks so cute, all naked, just trying to hold that position. And afterwards, we talked about it. And she's she says, nobody's ever really done that. And I'm actually not sure how I feel about that. And if, if we were going to play again, I would have definitely pursued that conversation further to see if that was... But that's what I meant when I said earlier... You know, she was confused. She she was a little overwhelmed because she'd never done anything like that before. If we were going to play again, if I were in any way wanting her to, to, to be my uh, bottom in any way, I would absolutely have pursued that conversation to find out whether it was a good confusion, a bad confusion, if she was something we should want to follow. Because I do not want to continue with uh, any kind of power exchange if it's one-sided because it's not even yeah. a power exchange that a yeah, one-sided play whether it's pickup play or continual is not something that i it's i have zero interest in that
0: indeed how amazing that we're going to take that visual and very shortly be hearing of my <laughs> michelle uh fucking playing with dude's fucking prostate <laughs> glands <laughs> <laughs> that Gosh, is the amazingness you. that is the new and improved Perverted Podcast Show. <laughs> My shall the lovely, lovely, sweet it. I'll sew your balls to your lips and play you like a bass. My shall Michelle, that's not a metaphor that your kitty wants to get inside the room, is it? <laughs> and the fact that you've trained your vagina to actually give a muffled meow, I think is incredible. I don't know if the listeners could hear it, but like right before we started talking, I hear this
2: meow, meow, meow.
0: And I'm like, dear, dear.
2: Zena, hi.
0: You named your pussy Zena?
4: Yeah, Zena Warrior Mittens. <laughs> <laughs> she's Zena from the streets.
0: Zena from the She's a Zena in the streets and a freak in the sheets.
4: That's right.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Michelle, how are you and your vagina? I have to uh, focus on vaginas because very soon we're going to leave vaginas.
4: That's true.
0: And go to man asshole. We're so, going to pee town. Going <laughs> fucking gonna go down to p-town no where it's dark Kick, and scary kicking with the ping pong ball <laughs> oh my god so you've been good have you had any kink uh, going on in your life besides playing with your pussy
4: just me and my pussy
0: that's it that's it yeah. you and poppy ramon having any freaky love time
4: no, he's been sick here lately So he's, he, got the, he got the COVID So uh, not so much of that And then I got the COVID as well So
0: Oh man, you guys are just You guys <laughs> are just rock stars Over there You <laughs> are living the life Just you and a meowing pussy Well, hopefully We can cheer you up with some Memories of P-Town Days gone by <gasps> Yes So, uh I suppose we should just go ahead and get into it. Obviously, as we've been hinting at, we are finally, after six and a half years of (gasps) doing this show, because now it's the new show and we're going back to the thing. I put out the call um, for topics and things like that. And the Tao of Me is a uh, perverted podcast listener, been with us for a long time. And Michelle, let me tell you. This guy is literally the champion of prostate play. Ooh. Like, literally, so much. Like, literally, banners. Like, I, I'm surprised I don't see him on the freeway saying, it's the best thing ever.
4: Ah, uh, yeah, it is.
0: Finger your butthole. <laughs> I'm in I the need Starbucks drive-thru. <laughs> I'm at the Starbucks drive-thru, my windows are down, and I'm like, Finger your butthole! <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I'm getting looked at. <laughs> I'm doing Tao Ooh. of Me's job for him.
2: Yay. So, yeah, we're
0: going to start because it's it's never been, you know, like something I've been into or curious about or whatever because I'm mm-hmm. not even into penis orgasms. But he has always so, oh, been such a big fan of butt play and prostate orgasms and so i'm like well who the fuck am i going to talk about this with because i want to address it because a lot of people are into butt stuff a lot of people are no longer hung up on the the male asshole as Mm -hmm. you're not gay if you like your ass played with you know because there's there's stuff in there that feels really fucking good and you should just do what feels really good with your partners
4: yeah exactly
0: so, but I, like I said, I'm still, it's not my jam. So I don't know much, but you said, I have something from him that I'm going to read that I think it was actually pretty impressive to me, okay. but you've, you've fiddled with a couple ping pong, but I call it the ping pong ball. Cause that's how they describe it in all the descriptions of the prostate. They're like a ping pong ball sized gland that creates the <laughs> seminal fluid that carries the sperm when you ejaculate right? kind of, kind of thing. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. And it's up, you know, and you got to get it. I still haven't had mine even checked. That's how freaked out about my ass I am. I can do that for you. And I'm fi- wait. Now your asshole's barking. <laughs> I'm sorry. So your vagina is meowing and your asshole is barking. <laughs> Stupid
4: dogs outside. The- <laughs> this is my neighbors. I'm sorry.
0: Jesus fucking Christ, that's funny. So you have done some uh, prostate play on your partners.
4: Oh yeah. And others who are not my partners, but yes.
0: And others. So now, so when you go in, let's talk about the the going in part. Walk me through this because I don't know anything about it.
4: Um, well, it's always best to start with them aroused. You don't want to go in cold. Okay. Um, I always like to use gloves and uh, boy butter lube. That's my favorite anal lube um, all times, hands down. But um, you want to start with the with like the middle finger because it's the longest. And once you get past the, oh my God, do you want me to close the window?
0: Yeah, yeah, surely.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Shit, <laughs> fuck! I'm like,
0: all okay, of a sudden... I'll I'll do the. Uh, let's let's shut. Your asshole barking, I'll make some background music or something. Doot do doot 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 do doot Michelle closes the window because of barking assholes. Boo <laughs> <sighs> wow. doot and doot doo rough rough rough. We're just about to get into fingering a butthole. Here comes my Michelle to talk some more.
4: My neighbor has a big ass fucking dog. <laughs> she likes to, you know, likes to bark it like all hours in the night sometimes. Oh, she it's doesn't bring funny. them in. Okay,
0: okay, so we got go with the middle finger. You're mm-hmm. in the middle finger because it's the longest. Continue.
4: You go past the first sphincter and you'll feel a and you go up towards the belly button. And you'll feel, I like to call it um, a walnut size kind of shape. And it's really kind of squishy and soft. But you press up on it, and, and that's where you find it. It's about two, let's see here. It's about, um, I want to say like to the second knuckle deep.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, so that's But a, my hands so that's are small. A, so that's so. about like two, two and a half inches in. You can find yeah. them. See, I thought it was like way back there or no, something. No, I, you know, no. Yeah.
4: It, it's really not that far. Okay. Um. About two inches, yeah. So, once you get in there, the best thing you, that you can do is there's, like, three or four moves that I like to do. And I call it the come hither, come hither. So, you know, sure. like, you're like, hey, come here, little little guy. Come here, come here. Windshield wiper, windshield wiper. So, back and forth with your finger, back and forth.
2: Okay.
4: Um. And then there's the circle 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 but you don't want to tap it but you can put pressure on it and then circle circle like a little pressure but it's always good to try to like once you find it you kind of like get them stretched out a little bit and then you come out and you put the second finger in there so it's always good to do two fingers out really
0: honestly so you have more just more access and strength to kind of move around because of the two
4: exactly
0: Okay yeah. now then when you're doing this Are you working the junk At the same time or is uh, Do you have your partner work their junk or
4: Oh that all that all Depends like if I'm with my partner Yes my mouth is all over their junk While right. I'm doing this um, If it's if it's Like a subby little boy who Like I have um, Strapped down to the table And he's not allowed to touch himself And I sure as a hell am not going to touch himself except for his butt. Um, You know, so you can kind of go either way. But you can milk it without touching the penis. Like, jizz will come out.
0: Right, right. Okay. So now we have a good description on on the how-tos, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to go ahead and read Tao of Me's... Thing I told him to write like two lines, and he wrote like a book. Of so, course. <laughs> so, but I'm going to read it because I didn't know what the difference was between a penis orgasm and a prostate orgasm, and mm-hmm. his uh, description was pretty impressive. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It's maybe a minute or so, and okay. uh, so, so this is what it feels like, at least to someone like the Tao of Me. So the difference between penis nut and prostate nut? Well, we all know what the penis <laughs> orgasms feel like, so no need to get d- detailed there. But the prostate, but the prostate, oh, it's a whole body. It starts deep in there and waves out from the prostate. Your whole body shakes for most of us, not like a crack baby, but as if we were having some sort of seizure, like a Humpty dance in the bedroom. <laughs> I love this guy. I mean, seriously shakes and the pleasure rides over you wave after wave. And since the prostate is related to the G-spot, you can keep having them like the ladies can have multiple ones. The cock tends to be a one and done, especially as you get older. But prostate orgasm can be had over and over again within just a few minutes. I think my record is over 10 in as many minutes. Mm. And the chemical release tends to be much more intense. Mm -hmm. The amount of oxytocin and dopamine release is serious biz. I can easily go into subspace from several P-gasms if I want to, and that shit lasts. I could go on and on, but I am over the couple lines that you said you were looking for. (laughs) It's a subject near and dear to my heart, and seriously, everyone should try it. The orgasms are much more intense than the regular one. And the chem high lasts much longer.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then he gives links and fucking, you know, how-tos and uh-huh. diagrams and mm-hmm. you know, he's got four hundred pegging memes on his on his Fet Life page. I mean, this guy is the pegasm champion. And so that's why I was so grateful for him to write this because I had no idea. I had no idea that it was different. I kind of knew that you pushed on it and jizz came out, but I didn't know that the sensation was super strong.
4: It's actually like for for the giver. Right. Um, When you're in there and you're massaging it, you can always tell when they're getting close. Because the actual prostate will start to quiver. And, and, um, kind of rock back and forth. And that's when you go really like ham, just, just circle, 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 just like get really? in there and then like jack them off or suck them off at the same time. And, um, they will explode in your mouth. Right. It is, it is a lot more of, uh, uh, explosion. A
0: more, more pressure. More in the pressure ejacula- for sure. In, in the ejaculation. Mm-hmm.
4: But what I love is to watch them. He's right. They will just like their whole body just shakes and just like and just like all these spasms in their body head to toe like and eyes roll back in their in, in the back of their head and and uh once it just starts to calm down I still just kind of go I'm still in there just still circle circle back and forth come hither come hither just you know a little bit of pressure until like they like like okay, that's it. I'm done.
0: Wow. But
4: yeah, I, it's for me. It's very enjoyable to watch. I absolutely love it.
0: So it's it's kind of the same thing as giving uh, a woman a really strong G spot orgasm, mm-hmm. where it's that full body is activated and they are engaged, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's different from just a regular clitoral orgasm, which can of course have its own levels of intensity and in some women right. and it's not necessary and he did say that in some of his other things and he went on to say a bunch of other stuff and and that some guys can actually have cock orgasms mm-hmm. while having prostate orgasms even if they're not touching the cock and whatever yes. and and the separation between the two
4: yeah i i've actually had one guy who you know i had him all like strapped down to the thing and, and I didn't touch his cock at all And I was just in there Just massaging, massaging I felt it start to quiver And I just kind of went a little slow, faster A little faster, a little bit more pressure And and he just like His dick exploded And another right. thing was Like he his eyes rolled In the back of, you know Toes curled, everything But I didn't touch his cock not once Right Not once
0: So So he still had the uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah I guess it's not every Yeah I still there's a Wow that's a That is Impressive I gotta say I mean it was just I had No idea and I'm just Now picturing a good Portion of our uh, perverted Podcast listeners I know a lot of our guys Have emailed and said They were definitely into butt stuff And Mm -hmm. like the finger and, and Whatever but for me it's really uh i had no idea i had no idea it doesn't make me curious because i'm just being honest it's not my focus in sex is not my orgasm we all know that i've talked about that Mm -hmm. i like being the giver i like maintaining my control i don't you know i don't really i'm not that into even the dick orgasm if i can avoid it Nine times out of ten I'm happy Because I like maintaining that power That's what I get off on right? Sexually But uh, I am surely more of an advocate For men exploring themselves this way Be- And especially with their partners mm-hmm. Because obviously A lot of partners Want to give their partners pleasure And if this is something that gives That much pleasure and And it doesn't sound that difficult to do
4: it, honestly, it's not. And um, I, I do have one tip, though, for for anyone who has long nails. <laughs> um, so get a glove, put cotton balls um, and, on the fingers of the gloves and around your fingernails and then put the gloves on. And then that'll kind of cushion and protect the nails. Right. That way you don't scrape or scratch um, the person that you're entering.
0: Yeah, I think anything sharp going up somebody's yeah. orifice, male or female, is mm-hmm. just on... Not a fun on, time. Yeah, just bad. Just category yeah. bad. You know, protect protect your partners. And uh, if if you have the vanity of nails, like you said, mm-hmm. go ahead and, and figure out a way to make that not... Because you don't want to go to the ER with a punctured prostate. Cause fucking no,
4: no. and fucking <laughs>
0: Wolverine you know, pierced your fucking pee sack.
4: (laughs) No. And, and, and trust me, I know how much those nails cost and I sure as hell am not going to go and remove two of them just so I can give you a (laughs) prostate massage. No, no. So that's, that's how you get around that.
0: That is amazing. An amazing topic on this new format of perverted podcast, getting back to the play, getting back to the fun. And uh, my Michelle, thank you so much for jumping in and giving of some course. instruction to some people so they can get in there and have some fun with their partners. And from the bottom of Tao of Me's heart, I, I've he got to
4: meet this person sometime.
0: I don't know if he's local, but uh, Aww, if, if, if he is, then God damn it. I think you guys would be a love match in heaven.
4: I, I think we would have a lot of cha- a lot of fun down in P-Town.
0: A lot of down in P-Town. Well, then, goddammit, my Michelle, <laughs> we will talk to you on the next trip. Thank you, Boogie. Thank you for having me. Yay!
1: Yeah! 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 We, we made it to the end, Boogie.
0: We did.
3: Together.
1: That is the end of show 347 please visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast and consider becoming a supporter of the show by contributing just $5 a month. And don't forget, please stop. Start writing. I don't know why you stopped, but start writing to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com because now I can start compiling them and read all the lovely things that you guys write to us on the show. You can also contact us on our FetLife profile the Perverted Podcast. And I think that's all I got, Boogie. I'm a little, uh, uh, a little rusty. Shocked to still be back and, to be back here, and uh I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit. I think bit, it did uh, pretty good. Well, but, you
0: know what? Yeah. You know what would help? Just <laughs> remember. Just remember why you really came back, Kathy. Because we know. I know. Yes, you missed the listeners, and uh, <laughs> you know, you just missed. <laughs> flapping your lips about all the knowledge base that you have i understand that but you know you really came back for me oh my you really came back for me and maybe even just a little bit of that that flirt that little flirt that you get with me that little that little grr that i send your way even though you're disgusted by me you're not disgusted (laughs) By Brofinger. And Brofinger has missed oh you. The listeners have missed you. You getting Brofinger, not just from me, but from all of our listeners.
1: <laughs> like let's put the cane in your mouth, Kathy. Let's I want someone to put the cane in my mouth. I'm just I'm 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 horny as hell. Okay, and but at the same time. Uh, Without getting into too much detail, I I am absolutely not in any headspace to actually want to do any kind of thing that puts me within physical proximity of another human being.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then what about bro finger on a stick? Cucumber on a stick? You don't like food. Never mind. You know, I'm
1: starting... I'm starting to appreciate the dildo on a stick. That's That seems like it might work for me.
0: Kathy, I would sit in your living room and we could put like <laughs> a little thing that had like a roller on it and just attach like you go to Home Depot, you can get yourself a 12 foot PVC pipe. And then oh we just literally God. put it on the end. And then we just kind of like set up books and like this whole like intricate across the room thing. And then maybe you can text me. In the, from, from the bedroom, you know, because we'll put up a blanket so we won't see that it's there. And you can just text me, go. And then I'll just uh. kind of, you know, just slowly back and forth a little bit. And I then- could get
1: one of those Roombas and why would I even need you? <laughs> Room. Put a dildo on the end of it. <laughs> can you have it clean the same spot over, over, and over and over and again. <laughs> That's right. I think so. I just would have to find some tech-savvy person to break it open and program it just to go back and forth over the same spot. It'll be the cleanest spot in the house.
0: Yeah, <laughs> my vagina is the kitchen.
1: <laughs>
0: the Roomba's like, I must clean the kitchen. I must clean the kitchen.
1: Like that little robot in (laughs) (laughs) Wall-E.
0: Look at that. (laughs) Kathy, welcome back. (laughs) That is show 347. Thank you to Headley, our glorious show sponsor, and all the listeners who give us a reason to just congregate together and bring you the magic that is perverted podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you guys next week or in two. Sorry. Wow. First time I've ever said that. (laughs) And... In honor of the cucumber that has been the theme (laughs) of the show, here now, Kathy, a duet. I don't even think I've ever played this on the show before, between the late great fauna and myself. Mm -hmm. We will see you guys on the next time for 348. She waits for her lover to come from the ground, to fill her with love when no one's around. Tending her garden, she sings out her song and solution to remedy how she was wrong.
2: Why, I ask why No more of their tricks No more of their lies This cucumber and I Will do just fine Some may think this plan quite perverted But logical
0: for true love
2: deserted
0: It's bigger than all men who have wronged her.
2: And it never ever snores, and it stays hard for longer. Men, men, they all make you cry. Why do we need them? Why?
0: blah 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 alone
2: i'll be happy and this time i mean it with my vegetable lover in the shape of a pea
0: Men got word of her protest Soon a gardening revolution Had spread through the land Now
2: cucumbers and carrots Will soon replace men And the lady down the block Is even growing an egg plant oh, oh, oh.